You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody out there, thanks for tuning in once again to Cup How, the Pop Culture Podcast. My name's Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We have so many things to get to. <laughs> news, 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 news. Yeah, we started a new segment last week and we we finally got a name for it. It took us a while. <laughs> but, literally, but, but two minutes ago we figured it literally out. Literally two minutes ago we were like, oh my gosh, it's so obvious. It was the it was the most obvious name we could have come up with. So I'm, I'm going to set you up, Jordan, with the name of our new segment. And then when I say it, then the drop will play. It's going to be great. Cliff has They're going to love it. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> you down with KPP? Yeah, you know me. What the hell is wrong with you people? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Why are you the way that you are? That was a wonderful cliff. <laughs> Thanks for that drop. That was that tops all your other drops. So this is the thing where Jordan surprises us with these all these papers, and I yeah, pull I one out. I don't know if I explained it very well last yeah. week. We just kind of jumped into it, but I, I made you call it a fortune cookie. I made little tiny papers with just questions on them, just basic getting to know you icebreaker type questions, as if this was our first date and we're just getting to know each other. So. Uh, Cliff picked one a little bit earlier. We don't know what it's going to be. So, Cliff, what what is our getting? Or oh, what is yeah, our? I already picked it. Oh, all right. What is so it, Cliff? Your first celebrity crush. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I wish I had a little more time to think about it. you. <laughs> you started us off, guys. I want to think about this. Jordan. You pulled the. You oh pulled my the card. gosh! I don't know that I have an answer for this. Doesn't have to be anything serious or long yeah. Term. No, I, I, well, you know, this show is known for its seriousness. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll, I'll start here I, just because I think I'm off the top of my head. I I don't know whether this is the first one, but this seems like the right age range when I you know I remember having a crush on her. Uh, you remember a little show in the eighties? Called Who's the Boss? Mm-hmm. Who's the Boss? Well, Tony, Tony Danza. Danza. He was magnetic. <laughs> Man, Tony Danza. No. Moana. Mo- Moana? <laughs> that's I that wow, over. that's a callback. Ooh, wow. Well, I, I, I do it for you people. No. Alyssa Milano. Ah. Uh. When she was a kid and I was a kid, I was like, yeah, she, I love her. Um, so I must have been pretty young. She just wasn't a spaceship in Guardians of the Galaxy then. What are you talking about? Star-Lord's spaceship. 
Milano. The Alyssa. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, the Alyssa. <laughs> yeah, Alyssa Milano. When I when we were childrens. Yeah, I remember. So I I'll, I don't think I can come up with anything earlier than that. What you got, guys? You guys knew this Jordan, question before I did. <laughs> I feel, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would probably. I, I I always. I was too young to process these feelings. Mm-hmm. But Mallory Keaton from the Family Ties. Yeah. I honestly, my first instinct, I almost said my celebrity crush yeah. was Alex Peaky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, like that. There was nobody bigger to me than Michael J. Fox. I like Nick too. Oh yeah, hey. Nick. Yeah. But yeah, Mallory, like she was very dumb, but she was so endearing. She was so sweet. She always did the right thing. You know, she you know was always there for her siblings. But I, I said I, I was a little too young, so I I would probably I would have to go with Melissa Joan Hart. Clarissa explaining mm-hmm. it all. Moved right from there to Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Just grew up with her. Right. I thought you grew up. You grew up. Felicity's gonna be mad. <laughs> Felicity was a college. Oh, you fling. went to college with Felicity, and you grew up. I had with... to leave. I had to leave Sabrina at home. Left after high school. Oh wow! <laughs> you guys wanted to know us. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do now? But she was a cool like alt chick. She had they might be giants posters on the wall. Wore you know uh, overalls and crazy color patterns. I was like I was like yeah this is a girl like yeah I like this I, I like it I know what's happening. I like your Cookie Monster voice or whatever you're doing. That. <laughs> That's my puberty voice. Yeah okay. Cliff, what do you got? I, the only the youngest thing I can remember was a little show uh, I used to love, Kids Incorporated. Wow! On the on the Disney Channel, that is a callback, of course, on the Disney. Brought to you by ABC's Disney. Yeah, we should have known his first crush would be like right Minnie Mouse. No, it was uh, <laughs> Beach Banquet Bingo. <laughs> yeah, it was Annette Funicello. <laughs> the year was 1955. Picture it, Sicily. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, well, there were in the original. I remember the name Kids Incorporated, yeah, the, but I don't remember any person. You, yeah, they sang and danced, and that was the pretty much the whole show. Was um, but they had, if you remember, the original cast had Martika. No, it had Fergie, <laughs> and Fergie played. She was the youngest, but she, um, she on the show she had a sister, and uh, her name was Renee Sands. I just looked it up. I hope it was the actual hope- Fergie. I yeah. hope to God there's one listener who's like, yes, I know this person. <laughs> Probably not. Who'd you say? Her name was Renee Sands. Oh. Oh, yeah. And, must be a and she, that was her. She was Renee on Kids Incorporated. This is uh, Mario Lopez. Yep. Um, Brittany Murphy. The late Brittany Murphy. Yeah, that was later on. Okay. Yeah, years down the road. But hmm. the original cast, if you remember... Mart- Martika. Martika, she had one. Remember that one hit she had, Toy Soldiers. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, Fergie was in. She was in the show very young, and Renee Sands. Mm-hmm. What a callback! Oh my gosh, I just looked at that picture. I'd never seen her before in my life. I remember watching that show. <laughs> yeah, but, but man, that I, I usually I can remember like spe- very specific things about these shows. So I don't remember much about that at all. But uh, maybe good, it was, good. maybe mine was Scarlet from GI Joe. That that could be it. Too. That's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, we need your official pick. We don't want like a well-rounded <laughs> yeah. pick. Long okay, as, well, that was great. As long, long as it's not a Care Bear or anything, yeah. we're good. 
We're gonna do, we don't need to spend our lives on this, but everybody <laughs> jot this down so you can enter it in your computers and find out what you know. Yeah, you will be quizzed. What's wrong with us? You're <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let's see. If he liked Scarlet and somebody his best it. Halloween costume was this a doily man, he is a sociopath. <laughs> no, I hope there are some budding psychiatrists out there yes. who can explain somebody, why we are the way that somebody's we are. building profiles out there. <laughs> All right. How about we get into a little bit of gaming? Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. (laughs) I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. Oh, you blew it! My turn. Shall we play a game? I just had a couple quick gaming things from this week. Uh, uh, I got, first off, I got a book this week. I posted a picture of it on, on Facebook. Um, Dungeons and Dragons art and arcana book that they've been putting together for the last couple years of just, it's basically just the history of Dungeons and Dragons with like every advertisement they've ever had and all the different editions and everything. If you are a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, this is the history book. It tells all about how it was created, what things it was based on, just all the little knickknacks. I mean, it was, it's really I read it cover to cover. It's like 400 pages. I've already read the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's half the fun of reading old comic books and stuff, of seeing old ads. and mm, the, you know, you, It's, a, it's such a time capsule. Yes. And this is those ads. You've got to actually... I mean, so many things. And it, it talks about all the artists and the designers and everything. And it's, What about the cartoon? Did you ever watch the cartoon? Cliff, I can what? talk all day about the cartoon. I, have, oh, I own that, every episode. That yeah. was my first celebrity crush. My favorite... My, okay. <laughs> Get up. We've we started something now. Yeah, get up. If you walk over to just right around the corner there, top shelf, there's a pin face down. Your other left. There you go. There's a pin uh, face down. Top shelf, right there in front of you. Yeah. There's a pin laying face down. I'm gonna roll a 20 sided dice to pick see it if, up. You, if you can pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. No, on top, just laying face down. No. Yes. How hard is this? This has failed spectacularly. Like a pen, like you would pen on yourself, not a writing instrument. I'm looking for writing. Yeah. I don't see it. There's just this button's in the way. (laughs) So what's it up? What do you got there? Come in here talking to Mike. It's the Dungeon Master. Yeah. That's my icon there. Is this original? No. 1980-something? No. No. It's just a pen of the Dungeon Master. I have a few of them. That's my my guy. I love the Dungeon Master from the cartoon. (laughs) Let's wait till Club gets back here to the mic. I like making him go on an adventure. Wild goose chase. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to cut some of that out. What what numbers are on the back of the pen? That's your coordinate (laughs) for the next clue. Right. Uh, Anyway, yes, that's my, my favorite cartoon ever. Hmm. Uh, love it. Willie Ames was, did the. You remember Willie Ames? Yeah, he did the voice. I of, didn't know that. of the the ranger with the mm-hmm. energy bow, and mm-hmm. Ralph Mouth did the voice of the cavalier. Really? Yep. Hmm. 
Remember the barbarian. Yep, barbarian Billy the barbarian, mm-hmm. acrobat thief, Presto the magician. Yep. Anyway, yes, I've heard of the cartoon. <laughs> anyway, the book is really great. I just want to tell anybody that is a D and D fan. It's it's really it's a great price. I'm sure it will go down, but it was like, it was only like twenty five or thirty bucks in the first place. But it's like just a great coffee table book, and it has tons of pictures and tons of information, and I loved it. And the other thing I was going to tell you. Well, I, I met a weary traveler this week Ooh. who had a tale to tell me, but I've forgotten his name. I wrote it down, but I've forgotten it now. It was like Clint Klotterberg or something. <laughs> okay. That's the name of the episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Klotterberg. <laughs> and his name's Jesse, and he played some D&D with you, but oh. I forgot. He told me his character's name. Oh, oh, Kinedrin. Kinedrin. Yeah, that sounds like I'm Clint sorry, Clint I I'm curious to... Write that down. Clint Clottenberg right now. Hey, all you Clint Clottenberg out there. That's our new people. I'm curious Was to hear help because I, because we, you had not, you had talked about inviting Jesse over, but we didn't hear the story of how it went. Well, it's yeah, and no, I, promised him we'd, I promised him we I promised him we'd we'd at least touch on it. Touch on it, yeah. Yeah, I was kind of just holding out till it was all done. Oh, okay, but well, we can touch on it. What what did he say? Oh, he told because I, I I'm fascinated. Right. I've never gotten an invite. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm not going to invite somebody that I feel like is not interested. That'd be, that'd be silly. <laughs> but I want to be Clint <laughs> I'll make you a character. Clint Clubber, you you just clean the camp. Clint Clubber, camp cleaner. <laughs> No, but I said I I, well, I didn't know how seriously you all took it. You know, well, it's so it, funny. I'll tell it, you this one way. Let me tell you. He comes in, <laughs> sits down, and I said, and we're all sitting there, and I was like, okay, now tell us your history with a role playing game. And he, he was like, oh my god, there's a test. <laughs> and he, well, no, I just, just start sweating. I wanted to know. I was like, the reason I invited you. Reason I haven't considered you, you know, your name popped up in my head was just because I remember him posting years ago um, on Facebook a little cartoon that showed like a pretty a bad experience playing D anD. d It was basically just nobody paying attention, you know, and whatever. And I and, I, and he was like, "This is what I remember of playing D anD." d And I thought, "What a terrible memory!" You know, if that's your impression of it. And I, and I said that to him, and he said. He said, well, I played with this guy, and he did, like, this voice and whatever, and we all looked at each other like, oh, crap, because I will, like, try to talk, like, different, you know, I don't do voices very well, but I'll, I'll be just have maybe a slightly different accent or something just to separate things. He never liked many faces or anything, but it was just funny that he led with that, and I was like, uh-oh. I don't want to play with some moron that does voice. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all I want to know is, you know, is the TV on in the background, and you're all on your phones, and just kind of half-heartedly throwing no. the dice, and it's more like a book club, you're all just chatting, or I was like, is there costumes and props? And all right. he's like, oh, there were some props. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had music playing to set the mood. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he seemed to have enjoyed himself. Yeah, I, I well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it was... We usually are not sitting there on our phones. Any anybody is welcome to check their phone here, and nobody we don't care about that. But it's like you're not going to be just sitting there on your phone the whole time. But if somebody's if it's kind of focusing on somebody else, by all means, 
and we're not this isn't that hardcore but yeah we get we get into it and anyway way well, to go clint Kloppenhopper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um the other thing i was gonna say red dead 2 red dead redemption 2 came out today as of this recording and i downloaded what i had, it had two discs and like you had to have a hundred gig on your ps4 and i got it in there and then it was done about 15 minutes before Jordan got here. I was like, he better get here quick if he wants to see this. Well, I realized how important punctuation is because we were texting back and forth about our plans. And I said, oh, if you've, if you've started the game, I'll come over early and watch you play Cowboy. And I realized <laughs> if I put a comment, it's like, come watch you play Cowboy. <laughs> that's how I read it. I read it as I'll watch you play Cowboy. <laughs> that's how I read it. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> you may have to wait. Um, Anyway, so Jordan got here. We got her all fired up and played 10 or 15 minutes. So far, so good. I've already trapped myself between my horse and the hitching post. So we're off. <laughs> we're off to the races. I say, yeah, the last Red Dead game, it took me a long time to get used to the horse. I, w- I ran into things. I fell off it. I, yeah, I, I, I was pretty bad on the horse, but yeah, this game looked gorgeous. I mean, I, I, yeah, it looks exciting. I can't wait. Supposed to be the biggest selling money making thing oh, in yeah. ages, so. right? Um, so I'm sure that's it for gaming. Let's get into some movies. Save Martha, puny god. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before Zod. Under Ruth. Set it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> so, anybody been watching any movies? No, over there, no. Okay, well, I watched a bunch of movies. <laughs> so I'll tell you about them real quick here. I watched a movie called Hearts Beat Loud with Nick Offerman. It's like Sing Street Light. Did anybody watch Sing Street? No. Okay. Well, Michael likes that director. Um, we, uh, guy did, uh, Once and Begin Again and all that. We, uh, just musical type movies. Anyway, this, this has just reminded me of those. And it, Nick Offerman does a good job. It's just a guy and has a record store and his daughter form a little band and having a hit song gets on Spotify and it's, you know, just a feel good movie. It was all right. I watched a, documentary i can't remember whether we mentioned before but it's called it's uh, three identical strangers have you guys seen anything about that no Mm -mm. it's this guy in 1980 went to college and he got to never been there before goes to college and everybody's like waving at him and saying hey glad to see you come on you know patting him on the back girls kissing him and everything he's like this college is great <laughs> and then he realizes they start calling him eddie and he's like my name is not eddie you know and he goes to his room and a guy comes in and is like are you adopted and he said yeah and he's like, well i think you have a twin because he's my best friend and so they get in a phone booth because it's 1980 and they call eddie and then and then i'm going to his house Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> Echo! Stop! Anyway, he, uh, they meet and they're identical. You know, so it's great. And then, like, what, that becomes national news. It was a big deal in 1980. We don't know. We were too young, but they, but then shortly thereafter, somebody sees their picture, calls and says, Hey, I just saw a picture of two and two of me hugging each other. And so they find out there's three of them that were identical triplets that were all adopted by separate families. That's pretty cruel to have split up. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Three kids. Well, it, I will not tell any more of the story that you find this all happens very early and, and first 10 minutes of the movie. Um, anyway, it's documentary, but there is. So a lot more to it, and it's very interesting telling why that would happen. Can't and wait for the movie version of, the, of James Franco, right? <laughs> yeah, oh my God. no, it's uh, who is I it can. now? Who who is all oh, the? It's the Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah, they have multiple Mark Ruffalo. Anyway, it was pretty good. I guess there was it was. I mean, there was a lot of clips of them on, um, like Donahue and things like that. They were very famous and they were in one of Madonna's movies. She saw him and was like, Hey, you guys be in my movie. And anyway, it was pretty good. Uh, I watched a crooked somebody is the title of it. Starring rich summer. (laughs) I seek him out at this point. (laughs) And the guy that played, uh, I can't remember his name on the show. The guy that was on uh, Westworld that, was hat chained in front of the man in black followed him around lewis or something maybe i don't know oh gosh his real name yeah anyway it was pretty good he uh rich summer played a you know one of those people psychics pretend psychics and they uh just a whole thing him trying to calm people It it was good i watched revenge i recommend this movie out of all, all of these so far, if you, it is exactly what the title is. It is basically reve- revenge fantasy. Um, a girl is with her boyfriend or whatever, and it ends up in the middle of nowhere with him and his friends, and and some bad stuff happens, and she ends up having to try to get revenge on them. And it's good. It's a lot of good, good revenging. <laughs> uh <laughs> On Netflix, on uh, I imagine that's what it says on the yeah, back. Of it the, says uh, "Good Revenge." Yeah. Well, it's that it says I. It's a dash poobah. <laughs> um, the kindergarten teacher with with you, some, one of your faves, Maggie Maggie Gyllenhaal. And this is not what I thought it was going to be. I did not read anything about it except I remember her promoting that. It was it a looked, big deal at Sundance. It looked earlier in the yeah. year, and she's a kindergarten teacher who finds out one of her students. Is seems to be a genius or whatever. Uh, you know, he's very special, and it it's on Netflix. So if you get a chance to watch it, you should because it is. Don't read any more about it. Basically, is what I'm saying. Just watch it. Um, and the last thing I had was the night comes for us. I posted a, the poster on our Facebook page. Um, this, you know, some of my favorite movies: The Raid and The Raid Two. And this has several people from those movies in it. It's not the same director, but 
it's i mean the plot is, it doesn't matter which is why the raid is a little better than these but this is just the most violence i've ever seen but like i said in a good way it's so just set piece after set piece uh action action actions has still has hammer girl from raid 2 and she's just amazing there's so much i don't even know how they do these effects i know they're practical a lot of it is practical effects and it's just it's just great if you like that indonesian violence this is it to the max it's so cool to watch i mean you kind of have to take a break sometimes you got to pause and be like okay i gotta go eat something because you can't eat and watch this movie <laughs> anyway it was good another poobah quote for the box that's yeah. right Right. You cannot eat and watch this movie. I can't. I never can watch anything like horror or like extremely violent and eat. I have to like, oh, no, give me a sitcom. Okay. Um, and that's it. That's all I got for movies. Let's go on and get some. Uh, what do we get? One job. We're doing one job. One job. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it. Okay? You toss it. You had one job to do. Okay, guys, I we've kind of let our our marquee segment right flounder a little bit yeah. lately. We need yeah. to get back to well, we, what the it, people are here for. That's right. So one job, guys. This is and we got a, we got a an icon here. So we had a suggestion, a listener suggestion. Yes, awesome. A Girls we that, love those. We yes, love yes, interactions. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. Less so, work for us. Unless it's a terrible pick. Right. right. Well, can't go wrong with this guy. She said, what about Tom Hanks? Oh, oh my I, And I, I immediately cringed. Wow. I said, that is painful. We've, we try to avoid the big ones. You Although know. I already have my pick. I but, do, too. But I, let's I, I don't mind. But... but but we, this definitely you have to have a little discussion because this this guy has done a lot of stuff, been well over a hundred, hundred things. Um, yeah, I know what you're going to say. And that's that's really disregarding a lot of stuff. In fact, I don't care. You're disregarding every movie he's ever been in. Um, let's see. So, um, uh, the first thing you think of when you think of Tom Hanks is, unfortunately, probably Forrest Gump. Um, that's his most. Yeah, that he, was kind of peak Tom Hanks. That's yeah. when he became. Yeah. he won the back, icon back to yeah. back Oscars for best actor, uh, Forrest Gump, and Philadelphia. But when I rewatched it this year, it, 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 his performance just seemed. I don't know. It was too much, or it was too. It felt a little broad. Yeah. Of the. It was uh, a very nineties movie. You can't quote. Uh, Tropic Thunder, but right. it seemed a little bit. Yeah, it was a little bit much. much yeah. yeah. I hope everyone got what he was saying. Um, yeah, we can't forget Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> that amazing TV movie. I but he went crazy I for playing Griffin to Gargoyle. Um, now, uh, I'm just going through the list, like counting up from crap to good. Um, we got. Uh, David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> that could be a pick. Saturday Night Live could be a pick. He is. Yeah. He is right. Been an it's not iconic. We're, we're not specifically saying movie. We're yeah. saying whatever is the best thing they did. You know. I. I mean, you could even say something like the in his involvement 
and uh, Band of Brothers and uh, the Pacific, you know, things like that. He was, which you know, Band of Brothers is amazing. I know he had some influence on that. And then, but like Punchline with Sally Fields, we got Nothing in Common, Jackie Gleason, uh, The Man with One Red Shoe. That's, that's a classic. Um, let's see. Oh man, terrible bonfire of the vanities. Uh, Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd. That wasn't. That's not awful. No, I know people trash that one a lot. No, but I, I, I'm just reading movies. Uh, we got Bachelor Party. Yeah, you know, he's about the only thing good in it. But you know, Larry Crown with Julia Roberts. Joe versus the volcano with Meg mm-hmm. Ryan. Um, Turner and Hooch. That's it. That's it. Underrated Tom yep. Hanks being Tom Hanks funny. Yep. You know, that's when he is just playing off of a dog. <laughs> you know, that's that. I, I really, when I think of him just being as humorous as he can be, it's really, you know, that I think of that movie. Uh, The Money Pit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I just changed. Now I know what your pick is. I was just like, I was thinking, no, he's going to pick Family Ties, Uncle Ted. Uncle but Ned. Uncle Ned. I'm sorry. Jeez. Whatever. Yeah. I don't, I, I, but, uh, but now I know what your pick is. I, in fact, I'm really upset because I know what we're going to pick because you two are going to pick the same thing. <laughs> this sucks. I don't want to play. I'm playing my game. Well, keep name because I, I might be convinced one of his dramas might. Okay. Yeah. Well, might yeah, win yeah, be some. It's not like he does have other things, but I know what you're going to pick, and I know Cliff, Cliff's <laughs> going to back you up just to spite me. I'll remember. Um, it's in my top ten. <laughs> what can we say? It's in his, it's in his fifty top tens. Um, let's see. Top ten. I'll skip week. it. We'll leave it for the end. Um, I will say this: this is a, a league of their own is, oh, is up there. He has great, great, great performance. It, yeah. Yeah. Could easily be a pick. Um, Extremely loud, incredibly close. I don't care about Lady Killers, Splash, <laughs> uh, that thing you do, Charlie Wilson's War. I mean, he's been a lot. He's of, getting, yeah. Uh, you've got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, or basically the same thing. And he's been in all those, um, playing Robert Langdon, all those, uh, Da Vinci Code books. Um, Road to Perdition is a, a good film. Like I said, Philadelphia, The Circle, Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, Disney. Yep. Maybe you're going to pick that. Um, mm, there's another one. Uh, the Polar Express is pained to watch. <laughs> um, makes me ill. Apollo 13. Yep. Great space movie. Um, like I said, Da Vinci Code. Uh, Terminal. Terminal. Sully was pretty good. I saw it. Terminal was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Catherine Zeta Jones. She, yeah. She was, yeah. Oh. Um, I, I'm, I'm in general. I'm a much bigger Tom Hanks comedy fan than right, I am yeah. his other stuff. Um, Captain Phillips was not bad, but at the end he gives a really good performance of someone in shock. That just that thirty seconds is awesome. If you ever get a chance to see that, um, Cloud Atlas is weird. Um, the Green Mile. He, that's a really quality one of the best Stephen King adaptations and he does a great job in that um, Bridge of Spies The Post Catch Me If You Can okay now we're getting into the nitty gritty here I'm going to name some contenders Big yep it doesn't get much bigger than Big <laughs> Big Big is up there I, I gave this some serious consideration so I see, that was probably his breakout role yeah. that kind of made him a movie star I would think yeah I, I agree Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah. I think what, I try to think what makes people famous. What made them famous? I don't. I mean, I guess that's it. Wasn't bosom buddies? That made him known. Yeah, okay. I agree. TV to film. Marquee. Um, Toy Story. Yep. That's, that's a big huge. That's pretty huge. He, I mean, yeah, these are just pixels on a screen, but the, the voices are what bring them to life. So. That was actually the first thing I thought was yeah. Woody from Toy Story. The second immediate before you ever mentioned it was Money Pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Saving Private Ryan mm-hmm. is is a big movie. That's in my top 100. Um, and what I would I'm sure this is got to be Jordan's. You want to lay it on us? I, I'm with Cliff. I, I oh, love, no, you're, you're already no, I'm saying, no, what he said earlier of like <laughs> comedy. Yeah, Tom Hanks is an Oscar winning dramatic actor of the finest caliber, mm-hmm. but I almost wish he wasn't. Yeah. Because how many comedies have we missed out? He's also one of the funniest people on the planet. Yep. If you see him on a talk show, Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's quick. He's, oh, he's so funny. And for me, in my top ten of all time, (laughs) The Burbs. Oh, man, that is a great movie. Cliff didn't even know he was going to pick. Oh, my God. I want to point this out that I I said three minutes ago Cliff was going to pick the bird. I thought we were talking about Money Pit. (laughs) No, 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 no. I knew knew, uh, that was what he was going to pick. The Burbs is is pretty great. This is a Joe Dante movie, the guy who made Gremlins and a lot of other things, and it's it's kind of a, a comedic horror movie. A new family moves into the suburbs, and Tom Hanks is on his vacation trying to relax. And you know, he just keeps seeing weird things next door, and it just escalates. And it's just Tom Hanks losing it over the course of an hour and yeah. a half. And he just gets more and more unhinged. And it's it's a wonderful performance, and it makes me... I quote, I can quote any line Take from that Take me movie. to the hospital. I've been blown up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched this again probably a year and a half ago. I... I was like, I need to refresh myself on the burbs. It's, yep, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my pick. Uh, I'm mine just because this is one that I I could watch over and over and have just a rainy day movie. Put it on. Castaway. I I really love mm-hmm. that movie. I love I love the. You know, just the performance he gives in it, and I love, I love when he, you know, spoilers for Castaway, duh, but like when he, you know, makes it back to the mainland and just the interaction between him and how things have changed between him and Helen Hunt, and and I love the ending that you know you don't know where he's gonna go from there. You know, he ends at the crossroads, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. yeah, I think I've only seen it once, but I remember that final right. shot. Yeah. yeah, it's like, what is this guy gonna do? You know, and I just think it's just a all around great movie. It has a little bit of everything from him, and he cha- You know, look, he lost a ton of weight. Not that mm-hmm. that is a, you know, that they give awards for that. That seems like half the time, but it just sticks with me. It's a movie that you know that's dear to me. Uh, of all of his movies, all the you know, but right up there is Saving Private Ryan and Big. Those two both stick out to me uh, as possibilities. Yeah, just if we, I think Tom Hanks's second best mm-hmm. tropical island movie behind Joe versus Volcano. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> oh whatever. 
Okay. No, but now you made me rethink because we missed out on League of Their Own yeah. on our Gina Davis pick. We did. So yeah. it doesn't exist and unless... I, I, I he adore is, that movie. He is wonderful in it. I've watched it for years. But yeah, even, even a, though he's not the star of the yeah, movie. Yeah. Everybody in it does a great job. It's yeah. a great movie. Cliff, we need to hear you talk about this because... Well, like I said, my original thought, of course, was Woody from Toy Story. Right. Um you know, uh, we have three movies already and, you know, an upcoming fourth movie that, I mean, as a whole, uh, he, it's, the story is so wonderful on, you know, Michael would say so many levels, <laughs> but, um, and, and it's a great role and he is the star essentially, you know, Buzz and Woody. Um, it was so original, so groundbreaking. Um, and, and it's Woody to me. It's not Tom Hanks being Woody. Um, I think is the main thing. But when it comes to Tom Hanks and what movie I will watch anytime over and over and over, The Burbs is great. And I do love The Burbs. Um, absolutely. That is a movie that still makes me laugh, especially when he gets blown up. Um, but the money pit is it sticks with me. Shelley Long, Tom Hanks, when he falls through the freaking floor in that rug, <laughs> I, one of my favorite things in the last couple of years was we watched the money pit one day. Um, it was on Netflix or something. And with my kids who had, of course, never seen it, had no clue. And they laughed just as hard as I ever have at that movie. You know, when the, when he falls through the stairs or he's got the plaster, he falls in the plaster and so many, you know, practical stunts that are hilarious, but yet, um, the story is good. The story is sweet. You know, this, this couple who, you know, <laughs> they, they get duped and, and scammed and, and through it all and are almost torn apart over this stupid house. And getting it fixed up just so they could sell it and then break up. Um, only to, you know, after everything is said and done, you know, come back together and, and, and almost fight for their relationship just as they've fought to get this house done. So <laughs> it's the money so, pit. My so, strongest memory of that movie is I was homesick from school one day and I remember laying on the couch watching the money pit in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. And just being sick. So I have a weird <laughs> connection to yeah. when I see someone fall through the floor, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we got three different answers. I don't know and that we'll ever I, well, get a consensus. Oh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go and set you give you guys some Tell you my my what my second one is, so you can do with it that way. I'm gonna, I would say my second pick would have been really close to my first anyway. I'm gonna say big. I I, I would feel super comfortable putting big down. I I I have no problem with that. It's just not one I watch yeah. over and over. Like I, it's I have great, no real connection to it. It's you know if we're going, you know, I've already said Toy Story. Yeah. Then the burbs. What's your second one? Then honestly, <laughs> League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's good. we're gonna <laughs> have to ask. We're gonna have to ask like uh, Clint Clopper Hopper to uh, to get a defining vote here. <laughs> What's your third? 
<laughs> I didn't go that far. I don't know. Wow, you think with three people we could <laughs> break a tie? <laughs> <laughs> that just shows you how talented he really yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's got all, over a hundred things. It's crazy. Do I, we have a special category for like the unimpeachable? Like, oh, he he he, he transcends. I would say that, except he, I don't think he does transcend. Like, I mean, does he transcend Tom Hanks? Transcends? That feels like a cop out. <laughs> but then again, I don't want to put something in that we're all not loving. We've Although, not run my into third this pick before. might be Saturday Night Live. Hmm. For Wayne's World, sibilance, sibilance. <laughs> for Roadie for Aerosmith. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Well, there you go. We may have to revisit this at some point. Yeah. We'll put. We'll have to figure out what we do with somebody we can't come up with an answer. Yeah, send us some tweets, comment on the f- Facebook page. What we what, could do, we could post and say what? Yeah, do you guys say is well? Those Facebook polls only give you two choices, so we can't. <laughs> well, we can't we, narrow it down. I mean, we can count up by what people yeah. say. We'll see. We'll to be continued. Sorry, guys. Wow. This is our first stalemate. We can't seem to figure it out. I can't. I. I just because don't have it in so, me to coerce the stakes, these people. The stakes are so high. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do Everything this. This goes in the notebook. Yeah, this is going to get written down. In right ink. beside, right beside Anthony. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't even say it. Oh. Oh, my God. I don't know. All right, guys. We don't know what to do. You can tell we don't plan this stuff. Let's just cut that all out. No. no, That's great. Um, Okay. We're going to do some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. All right. What do you got, Jordan? Oh, my goodness, had, so much. I had three things I was, I was trying to stream on a schedule because I knew yep. what, what was coming out when. So I I was trying to finish the second season of Ozark before Sabrina came out. But then all of a sudden, this Haunted House show came out that everyone was raving about. So I'm like, well, maybe I can squeeze that in. So didn't quite happen. But I did finish Ozark. Right. I liked it a lot. I like the first season better. Agreed. Um, I just have a problem with almost every character in that show. Okay. <laughs> they all annoy me. Right. <laughs> I like Laura Lenny. I like watching her. Like, I don't mind that Jason Bateman kind of took a back seat this year. Yeah. Well, this was all about the women. Yeah. The first season, he drove all the action. Yeah. And then they get in a little deep, and he kind of, it seems like there's trauma or something. He's kind of becomes more hesitant. So he recedes into the background. Laura Linney is the one kind of pushing things forward. And that's great. She's fine. And I very much like... Jane... Uh, well, what's her name? Rose? No. I'm trying... I'm Favorite character. Yeah, I love her. Uh, <laughs> Langmore. <laughs> Ruth Ruth Langmore. Yes. I would watch the show just for her. Julie Garner, I think, is her name. Yeah, I want to know great. where she ends up. But again, like, her dad is terrible because it's like... You know, the kid that might get a, a, a scholarship. You're, you're a criminal. You can't go to college. You you can't have a successful business. You got to be terrible like me. Right. And it's like I. That he was such seem... a cookie cutter character. Yeah. yeah. And then like the Snells, I was so 
ready for another Justified, which yeah. does that show in my top ten of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Justified <laughs> is amazing, but what it did the best was these big city criminals going up against you know the rednecks, the dummies mm. that we know how to outsmart, and they don't. And I was I was ready for you know it's the Snells versus the Mexican cartel these people who have been on this land right. for decades and I'm like okay and the Snells are just like we're not doing that even though it makes perfect sense because we don't do it that way and every decision they made is just awful right. and it just annoyed me. I agree. So I, they I, had a great opportunity to use that and they blow it. Yeah, so I, for I a southern it, crime but... drama, definitely I would watch Justified ahead of this. But you did watch some of House of Han? Yes. But I also want to... I would love someone out there to make a supercut of Jason Bateman every time this season. He walked into a room, got a phone call or a text, and said, I have to go. Yeah. Because that happened 50 times. Cool. <laughs> he hey, was well, only about, in a shot. Yeah. He would be in a shot for 30 seconds. Like, oh, no, something else happened. I got to leave. Right. It was pretty amazing. And, of course, all the intro graphics where it was... Yes. You know, a car's going to wreck. Yes. Uh, uh, um <laughs> But yeah, so I finished that, jumped right into Haunting of Hill House, yeah. which you had given a recommendation. I've watched, yeah, I, I watched the whole first season. I actually, we probably shouldn't even really talk about, it, but because you guys haven't finished it, Cliff's watched almost half the season. You yeah. said you watched like three episodes. Yeah. It's really quality. Uh, Cliff stopped right before it really starts kicking in even more, but the fifth and sixth episodes are really great, and I. Oh yeah, I mean, I was it's in. A, it's a yeah, good, it's it was a, really very, good. very, very well done. So Mike Flanagan, the guy, he did the uh, Gerald's Game movie mm-hmm. also for Netflix with say her name, Jordan. I like to any chance I can get for you to say her name, Carla Gugino. <laughs> yeah, you guys got to see the the hand motion he does too. Yeah, just a little says, Carla Gugino. Right, meatballs just appear in here when he says that. Uh, anyway. It's really good. Very yeah. quality show. In fact, I remember sending you guys a message saying it upsets me that this is like a house that uh, there's something going on and we ha- know they're making a lock and key Netflix series and it really <laughs> bugs me because it cannot live up to this. Yeah, that first episode I see a creepy house, siblings running around mm-hmm. and a a weird key trying to get in the door. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I see where he's coming from." Oh, this is Oh man, it hurts. Is, it hurts yeah. because it's this is too good. I'm like, they're never going to live up to this. But so. I'm thinking, just how many haunted house movies have there been? Oh god, and it's a lot of familiar things. But I can't think of anything like this ever on TV. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just straight, you know, American yeah. Horror Story or something like that. But it's those are always weird or over the top. Like this seemed like this seemed like it could have been made in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Just a haunted house story, a very yeah. simple story. But I like the it's well actually the first review I read said it's this is us in a haunted house. You're tracing this family history, right. flashing, That's interesting. flashing yeah. back to the older mm-hmm. stories and getting, you know, yeah. fleshing out the present with stories from the past. So right. I, I I like how they're doing that. And I said I'm only a few episodes in, but being able to see the same scene play out later, yeah. but from a different point of view. Right. And you're That's getting just thing. a little so, information yeah. at a time. Somebody was saying, so I think I heard, just like, there's so much that happens. I'm like, well, yeah, but... There's really only a few things that happen, but you see it from every angle, mm-hmm. and that's so great. And 
uh, somebody else had pointed out how good the kid actors were. They're, they're, every actor in this is yeah, good. Very good. The adults and the kids are all fantastic. Like it's it's just so good. And the biggest thing, if you're watching, if you haven't watched it yet, or you're watching, it, like you need to pay attention to the background. There are ghosts everywhere. <laughs> like if you have not noticed ghosts, you're not looking. Like there are ghosts. I bet there's a hundred an episode. Just everywhere just you it creeps you out when you start looking for it and seeing it because they just stick them every everywhere they walk by everywhere they look in the background or in a picture and outside the window just oh it's amazing they just like wink at you and stuff they're, oh they're just standing back there and <laughs> oh. stuff it's great yeah um, it, it's not a genre that i would normally visit i wouldn't everybody yeah, I, soon, I would never have watched it. Yeah, as soon as I it came out, it. I started hearing buzz, and then you said you were watching, and I was like, uh, maybe I should watch this, yeah. or at least try it out. It's, just, it's got a quality to it that is enough to draw me into. Where, I, you know, it's not, I don't normally do horror. Yeah, I would have definitely finished it um, any other week. I would have been done with this. <laughs> but it just so happened that Daredevil Season 3 came out, and as soon as it hit, I started it. So tell us about that. How far did you make it? I buzzed right through it. You watched wow. the whole thing? Oh, I watched it in like wow. two days. <laughs> How many episodes? Um, 13 as usual? I can't remember. Yeah, I think so. Jeez. I remember it was 10 or 13. It's a little slow in the beginning. This is, um, you know, Matt Burdock has basically washed up. Well, as I recall... At the it, at the, the last thing he did was the defenders, and yeah. he and Electra were smashed by the building. Right. So sorry, Jordan. Tough luck. Geez, we get immediate. Um, Wait, I don't Elect- say Electra's on these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Now I just finished Luke Cage season one. Oh, so okay. I am. Yeah, I'm slowly catching You're up. I need there. to get to Iron Fist, so I'm. Iron Fist. Do you defender. really? I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> Although I feel partly responsible for the cancellation. <laughs> yeah, so this is very good. It's very Matt Murdock heavy, kind of slow in the beginning of, you know, who am I? Am I Daredevil? Am I Matt Murdock? That type of thing. Um, and, and there's a lot of religious overtones as you have in a Daredevil's, you know, story. But um, uh, we get the return of Wilson Fisk. Um, who is, gosh, he, he is an amazing villain in this movie. And just, I, 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 I think I'm going to try this season. Yeah. Like I, 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 was, start, I started the first episode the other day, but I didn't, you know, I've just been, there's so much other stuff to watch, but I'm, I'm getting there. I probably will watch some of it. I really like the girl that plays Karen. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, I was after Daredevil season one, two, Defenders and Iron Fist, I was so over the whole ninja thing. <laughs> like, it was fine for a while, but I just felt like they just shoved that down our throats because well, man, they had can't. no other That's idea. That's what they are. All of them. <laughs> Iron Fist, Daredevil, Elector, a bunch of ninjas. Well, so. I'm, you know, as far as villains would go. Yeah. And this definitely, this took a, uh, a different, um, storyline. You know, we really get into, this is a crime story. And with Wilson Fisk, and let's just say there are some other folks that pop up. And yeah, I thought Kingpin made that first season. Oh yeah, so I'm hoping, and he's better in this good, one. I good. think good. I'm. I yeah. So, I thought he was all right. I, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much. But yeah, I buzzed right we'll through get it back immediately. To it. So it was I'll, good. I'll try to watch. 
Uh, Making a Murderer season two. We kind of touched on that. It was coming out. I watched the whole first season. Did I mean the whole second season? Did you watch any of that? Uh, I've never. Seen I know it. he doesn't do true crime, and you never, you never saw that. It was it swept the nation like it was. Yeah, it was a big. It deal. was the next big thing. Serial was the first podcast that mm-hmm. that did true crime fantastically, and then when this series came out, they had pulled it off for streaming, and it was just it's an incredible show. The first season, the second season, it, it's basically some you know guys went to jail, and of course it's like whether they did it or not. You know that's the the gist. The second season, they got the main guy got a new lawyer, and man, I would want this lady as my lawyer. Like <laughs> she is very hands on. Snake charmer. She is great. Yeah, I was going to say Molly Ringwald. I think her name's Kathleen Zellner, um, but she's done some big cases, I guess, and and getting people out of jail and stuff, and she is just so good she's like you you know you better be innocent if you get me because i'm gonna prove what Hmm. happened you know and she just does a great job a lot of people have been complaining about the second season saying it it was it would be hard to live up to the first basically but i think she is incredible and i'm and they do a great job when it started i thought why did i why was i on the bad guy's side <laughs> you know in the first season and then this started and 10 minutes into it i'm back on their side again <laughs> but anyway it was good um uh, did you by chance did you finish um any of uh, big mouth you said you were going to I, Yeah, I was watching it. I watched like two or three episodes and was liking it. And then I hit like two up, a couple episodes that I just did not. The, did, from season one. Yeah, it did yeah. not click for me and I quit watching it. Yeah. Okay, the news I have raved about American Vandal season one mm-hmm. and season two. Well, they canceled it because Netflix is canceling everything. Anything that is not part of their studios. Ooh. So it's not so much something isn't good. It's like we're getting rid of something we don't own. So, so I'm starting that- Who Nicks the Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to do a 10 part documentary where we all look into this. Anyway, it's great. If you guys get, if anybody out there, I'm telling you, if you give this show a chance, and get past the first five, ten minutes where you say this is stupid. But you really realize what they're doing. It really is a valuable watch. So is that what we're assuming happened with Iron Fist and Luke Cage? Yeah. And it's they're kind of paring down the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with Disney coming out with the competing but this service. This does not affect pulling that. All their content. I, what, I, what I read about that is that. Disney does not affect those shows. These they have full control. I mean, control Iron Fist. May, I I only heard bad reviews, so I could see them like, right. well, it's not worth the expense. But Luke Cage was a oh, big yeah. deal. It was popular. It was culturally important. It was you know, I, I, a people lot of watch people it. People it. watch more of it than yeah. about anything else. So on I, I don't get unless they are doing a Power Man, Iron a Power Fist, Man, Iron Fist, Heroes know. for Hire type show or a Defenders show. Yeah, they just are going to combine them. I don't. I don't get a cancellation just from either quality or ratings. I didn't want to mention quickly just because we've raved about this director before, Jeremy Solner, who did Murder Party, which is on Netflix. And I'm I know I've got it in my queue. Um, and Blue Ruin. Have you ever seen Blue Ruin? No, that's the good one. Okay. 
Oh, there's two good. Green Room's great. You've seen that. Uh, Blue... I, think, I think I saw that's coming to Netflix next yes, month. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, but Blue Ruin's great also. Um, Hold the Dark is the one that's on Netflix now. It was his fourth movie. Um, but it just doesn't cut it. It doesn't, it doesn't rank with blue or green. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to mention it. Um, anything else you guys see and stream mm. that you want to talk about? Okay, then we are ready to do some TV. Oh, Lord. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, Barry, run. That's what I do. I dream and I know things. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Hmm. You said you had a bucket of TV over there. Tons of TV. I know the one Cliff wants to talk about the most, but before that, the CW did a little promo before it. Constantine, the legend continues. It was on a couple nights before the premiere of Legends, which Constantine was going to be a part of the yeah. team. So it was a one-hour animated show. Okay. And between scenes, before the commercials, they were interviewing Matt Ryan and doing promos for Legends and the actress that plays Ava, and they were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the, oh, coming up this season. So they were playing, basically, it's the uh, Constantine City of Demons, which is the, the CW Seed animated show. They, right. They played the first hour of that. And I didn't realize it was written by J.M. Dematius, hmm. who I, I thought was good. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is pretty impressive for, you know, a CW Seed <laughs> Right. Kind of the like second tier CW show, and then in the end credits written by Jam Dematius, who wrote Craven's Last Hunt mm-hmm. and co-wrote the famous Justice League International right. run in the eighties that you love very much. Yeah, my favorite. So yeah, this uh, there's twelve episodes of this, and I'm sure they're all streaming on CW, and it's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray with twenty minutes of extra footage pretty soon. So hmm. they on on the air they gave a little taste as a promo for both the cartoon and the yeah. show. And then very soon after, Legends of Tomorrow Season oh 4 kicked off. I just, I can't help but love this show. I, it, it gets such a bad rep. And out of all these superhero shows out today, it, it's just the most fun to me. The most relatable to something I would buy on the shelf. And the characters uh, have, you know, managed to develop a little bit over the years. And we... we you know, we've seen more and more. We've seen characters come and go, but it's just so fun, especially after last season. I love the end of last season. They really played the long game through it, you know, with the, especially with the whole Bebo thing. And, um, yeah, so Legends are back. They've fixed the timeline. Well, I know you're an Instagram guy. Did you see Dominic Purcell's Instagram yes. posts? Where he basically came out he, and said, look, we know season one was terrible. <laughs> and he said, I wanted to leave the show. If that yeah. was what it was going to be, I wasn't having fun. Yeah. He's, he's, then he said, but then things clicked. We figured it out. So, you know, you should be, <laughs> give us another chance. Yeah. He's like, there's no show I'd rather be on right now. So he was very honest and said there were mistakes. And I have a feeling, like, again, there's so many of these shows. If you right. checked out after the first season, no one's going to blame you because yep. it was like, it was kind of the, 
you know, fourth best CW <laughs> superhero show, but it has rocketed up. It's it's the most fun it show is. on the it, air, it, it, and it's so it's because it's unlike the rest of the they're, all the other shows. They're they're almost identical. It's a different hero, but it's the same team set up. It's got the same you know characters virtually with di- different names, and and this one is just it's completely different. But sadly, we share that article on Facebook that it, the this premiere had low ratings. Yeah. It was you know a time slot this, move and more promotion and John Constantine that everyone loves right. throwing him on didn't help the ratings. So I'm and not the, sure how that, much that's part we of had. the problem is it's been the time slot has been moved like three or four times now. So nobody knows when it's on, what night it's on. Um, you know, my best advice is to download the app and, and go with that. But, but yeah, they keep moving it around. And it, I think it there's an audience for it. And I just think right now it's just such a small audience that loves the show so much well, and Ray, sees it for Ray what it is. says we have a yeah. small dedicated audience. <laughs> <laughs> it made a meta joke of it would help yeah. our ratings. He's like, what are you talking about? At the time bureau, we're rated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this season we're fighting monsters. They, they they defeated Mollus um, at the end of the last season, but by doing that, by letting him, you know, into this dimension, they have opened a door for other creatures, and so now they've yeah they've added John Constantine to the team this year to uh, to go to battle for you know with these dragons and demons and Lord knows what. So I'm excited. Our last anachronism was Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> and the Beatles during the British invasion. Right. There was a mashup of that. And and and, and the last episode uh, this past week had a uh, special guest star. Yes, it did. <laughs> I was so thrilled by see Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. Biff Tannen himself. As, uh, Steel, I'm listening. Steele's yeah. father. Yeah. And a very distant sort of like wealthy... Yeah, you know, he's not playing the bully. You know, he's he's a different kind of bully. We'll say right, right. So, but yeah, yeah. Biff is back in a in a time travel show. So, and that, again, that, that Woodstock, the scenes at Woodstock, <laughs> I was just, I, I was like, it's so ridiculous, it, it, yeah, and gutsy that they're just like, we're going for it. And I was like, I was just applauding. Like, I'm glad you you're you're willing to go this far out on things. Yeah, if. Uh, Mm. Uh, uh, you ever, if you're ever in 1969 Woodstock, New York, and you see a unicorn, my advice would be to run. <laughs> you don't want to get its musk on you. <laughs> Did you say you were behind on Supergirl? You hadn't checked that. Yeah, one out I haven't yet? gotten there yet. I, I'm I'm up to date on Flash, I believe. I just um, I I want to point out Supergirl. It's it's become the most progressive show on television mm-hmm. to me. It has a point of view. It has a political stance. Yeah. And it's telling you exactly what it is. Which was a one of the major criticisms of Legends. Yeah. Is is they got accused, you know, oh, well, they're, you know, they've got a, there's an agenda that there. And it's like, yeah, come on. But this one is not shying away from it. At the start of season four, there are a bunch of alien, basically hate groups. She looks at the dark web and sees all these, you know, chat rooms of people. Aliens are taking our jobs and this kind of stuff. It'd be cool if they like had showed. She's skipping through and one's got Betty. In there. <laughs> <laughs> so 
and we've introduced uh, the actress Nicole Maines as Nia Nall, who is the first transgender character on one of these shows in a very major role. And uh, the character is Dreamer. He's an ancestor of the Legion member Nura Nall, who was introduced back in the 60s. Um, yeah, I, she's a new reporter at CatCo, kind of filling that young reporter, what you know, Kara was at the beginning, mm-hmm. kind of hungry to make her mark. And uh, so you haven't watched it yet, but Linda Carter has to resign as president for a certain reason. Uh-oh. And we get Bruce Boxleitner, Tron himself, is the vice president. <laughs> Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> he was it was supposed to be Brent Spiner data from Star yeah. Trek, but he couldn't do the role, so they huh. brought in Bruce Boxleitner. Okay. You remember but, Scarecrow, uh, right? You know what I'm talking about? Mrs. King? Yes, very okay. good. Good job. <laughs> He's married uh, to Laura Angles. So <laughs> there he was. You, you usually check out during these. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting. You said Bruce Boxleitner. I haven't heard that name for a long time. But uh, so again, there's all this alien fear that's being stoked by certain things. So Brainiac is you know in the t- on the team now, and he's right. going out in his more human guise. Mm. And something happens, and people find out he's an alien. That's blue. Yeah, he's just yeah. kind of yeah. And you, there's a scene where. It's a pizzeria. He's going to pick up his pies, and he's like, "We don't serve your kind Darn here." Uh, that kind Gino. of. Angel. He's like, "We only serve a good gene." <laughs> but this trans actress is standing right there, and watches basically a hate crime happen to Brainiac. Mm-hmm. And Brainiac is a twelfth level intelligent right. alien from the Legion of Superheroes of the Year Three Thousand. It's a silly sci-fi concept, but it's grounded so much. Watching someone, and you see it in her face. Yeah, taking all this in, and you're like, you're immediately struck by this is real life. This happens, and and she brings so much to that role of importance and whatever. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but I said that's what we've always said. How much? That's why representation matters because you can pound people over the head that oh, aliens are just like us, and we should all get along. But being able to see someone on screen that this actually affects. I think is important. So I, I, it's not subtle at all. There's a scene where Garak yeah, catches neither. a flagpole mm-hmm. and then lands and gives a speech in front of the White House, <laughs> and it's we all have to get along. So it is as subtle as a hammer, but yeah. it's 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 saying important things that the world needs to yeah, hear. Right? You say it's not subtle, but neither are the comments on Facebook about <laughs> these shows either. <laughs> Jeez, you want to go back in time? Read some of those. I'd rather not. Yeah, it's I don't recommend it. That's all your TV? Oh, there's lots more. <laughs> I don't know what how much time we got. Uh, Heathers? Did you guys remember there was a show? Uh, no. I did when you told Heathers. me. Yeah, I, I, I knew it was happening. What's it on? What channel is it on? Paramount Network. Oh. That's why. This is a reboot retelling modernization of the classic Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, mm-hmm. dark comedy. Is there comedy. anybody in it I've ever seen? Uh, no. All the young actors are kind of new. A couple, okay. of the, a couple of the teachers are like character actors, but um, this was apparently it was developed for TV Land a couple years Ooh, ago. That's weird. which would have been a whole different thing. Yeah, but they moved it to Paramount, and it was set to debut in March. And then the Parkland shooting happened in Florida, and they said, "Well, we're going to delay it then." And then there was a school shooting in New Mexico, and they said, "Well, we're just going to cancel it because mm-hmm. there's apparently yeah. never a time where there's not a school shooting." Right. So they cancel it. 
and it, they've sat on it for several months, and then they decided, well, we're going to edit a few. There are a few scenes that took place in the high school. Apparently, there was a bomb that went off in the school, so they edited out all the violence that happens at the school, and they're burning them off five nights in a row this week. They're just going to play all five episodes. Or I, no, they played two the first night. I think there's six episodes. So they're just going to burn them off in one week. So I'm sure, you know, try to recoup some of the, some of what they spent mm. on this show. But it, I don't know. It was weird. It was, it was, you know, the original. I don't know if you guys like the movie at all. Yeah, I like I love it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, very of its time. Very mm-hmm. dark. It was about kids committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing, but... In a diff- very different generation, uh, they kind of point out this is the generation raised to love yourself and to accept everyone, but they don't really believe in anything, and everything's very surface level, and all the activism and hashtags, it's all very shallow and self-centered, and you just you can't be offensive to anyone, so it's kind of dealing, trying to deal with today's generation, but it's, again, not very subtle and... and and I don't know. I didn't like it all that much, but hmm. it it was interesting. The 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 queen queen bee of the high school, the main Heather, was a plus size girl, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a very diverse cast. A lot of uh, the another of the Heather was a gender queer guy named hmm. Heather. So again, you know. But then I saw I read a review that said so. But the point then is for these two white kids to take these guys down a notch. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, we don't want this, you know, these diverse characters getting away with anything. So, it, yeah, at its core, it was just a weird, <laughs> problematic. Thing. Anybody said greetings and salutations? Not yet, but there were a lot of quotes. The "What's your damage?" Yeah. Somebody said, "How wow. very?" Right. There was a quote about a chainsaw. I can't read. Oh man. And I, there's one. <laughs> That's a good. <laughs> and the uh, the promo for next week. They, it's. Uh, the I love my dead gay son. There's a riff, there's <laughs> I a love riff. my dead gay son. <laughs> there's a riff on that. Yeah, like, so but yeah, a lot of direct quotes from the original. It's set in Sherwood, Ohio, the same place as the original. So mm-hmm. it's it's very faithful, but again, updated for today's yeah. Utes. Utes. I also uh, checked out the Eli Roth's History of Horror. Watch any of those on no, AMC? Uh, no. Mm-mm. This was, uh, remember Robert Kirkman did the history of comics? Right. Yep. Yeah, I heard of it. And then James Cameron did the history of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, this, this is Eli Roth. Not my favorite director, but... What did he direct? I know uh, the name. Hostel. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Green, nope. Green Death or whatever. Yeah, these are not one. things I would watch. Yeah, very... Uh, yeah. Horror-y. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first episode was about zombies... The next two were about slashers. It took two parts to get through the slashers. And the one coming up this week is about the supernatural or exorcisms and things like that. But they have assembled a who's who of horror. Stephen King, Joe Hill, Greg Nicotero, Edgar Wright, Rob Zombie, Tom Savini, Jamie Lee Curtis, Quentin Tarantino, Jordan Peele, Bruce Campbell, Robert England, Heather Langenkamp, who was Nancy from... Hell yeah. Tony Todd, Max Brooks, John Landis, Diablo Cody, Norman Reedus, Jack Black, Elijah Wood, and Skeet! I would listen to those people talk. And it's it's interesting. I love I, I like things like that that kind of put things in context of okay, Halloween came out in nineteen seventy eight, which led to this, which right. led to this. Right. And like tracing the, the evolution of right. the movies and what influenced what and I, I, I like looking at things in context like that. So this has done a really good job of it so far. 
I think I checked out a horror after we did our original bracket show many years ago. That being that was it. That was the be all end all. It really me. was for me. We captured the whole history. I felt like we did. <laughs> there was no need to go on. It was like a three parter. <laughs> cool. And my only other TV was that the the Batman the animated series Blu-ray that's coming out. Uh-huh. They have upped the original print run from thirty thousand. It sold out, didn't it? To seventy thousand. Yeah, because demand was so high. Uh, it's available Jeez. October thirtieth, which is probably passed by now. Suggests a retail price of one hundred and twelve ninety nine. All one hundred and nine episodes remastered, twelve mm-hmm. discs worth of stuff, plus the movies Mask of the Phantasm mm-hmm. and Sub Zero. I, I saw uh, Mask of the Phantasm was being uh, released one night for a Fathom event. Yeah, it sounds really? like a Fathom event. Yeah, I think it's thing. playing in Athens. If I hadn't just watched it, I would go do that. With a commentary on 11 episodes and a 90-minute documentary called The Heart of Batman, interviewing more than 30 cast and crew members. And then if you get the special edition, it has three miniature Funko Pops, seven lenticular art cards, and a slipcase cover with a hardcover book with all the discs inside it. So mm-hmm. I, the, people are hungry for this. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's far surpassed their expectations. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I was, I was just going to tell a quick story, something cool that we watched this week. I don't know if it falls in this category that well. These used to be TV shows. Um, my son and I were sitting here and I saw something, a, a movie was going to be on TV. So I was recording it and I said, Hey, Nick. He, he has been watching uh, Twilight Zone, old mm-hmm. Twilight Zone episodes, and I've watched a few with him, and you know he really liked that. And I was like, "Have you ever watched Alfred Hitchcock Presents?" You know, those are I used to love those, and in the eighties they had uh, uh, Amazing Stories, Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories, and yeah. then it was followed up by Alfred Hitchcock Presents remakes and new episodes and stuff. And we had watched a few over the last few weeks. Of things, but I, but I said there's one called Man from the South, and we watched the original version, Alfred Hitchcock presents version uh, with Steve McQueen and Peter Lorre, you know the big eyed Igor guy, and it's the story where uh, a guy, you know, Steve McQueen's in the bar and he meets this girl and there he lights her cigarette or whatever and he's using his lighter and Peter, Peter Lorre walks over and he's like. Wants to make a bet, yeah. you know how many, you know, if you how many times can you light that lighter? And you know, he's like, well, you know, if you light this lighter ten times in a row, you're lighter. I'll give you the sports car, my sports car. So great, great little short story. And they're gonna go up to the hotel room and do it. And you know, he if he doesn't light it though, if it doesn't light one time in those ten times. Peter Lorre gets to chop his finger off with a cleaver that he had the bellboy go get. So we watched that, and it was good. I was like, okay, now, Nick, we got to watch the <laughs> 80s version. They remade that with Melanie Griffith, and John Huston played the Peter Lorre character, and you just watched him in uh, Chinatown, you said. And uh, so they redid it, and it's almost exactly the same, and I won't spoil the end. Uh, it's basically the same ending as the first one. And the reason I had him watch these is because I, I had Four Rooms was on. I knew it. where that was headed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I I'd recorded Four Rooms, and late that night it was done, and I was like, Nick, now it's time to get your, your filet mignon. <laughs> 
He, after having watched both of those, and this is the way. The reason I'm telling you this is this is the way you need to watch this. You need to the other stuff's on YouTube. Just watch Man from the South, the '60s version. Then watch Man from the South, the '80s version, and then watch the last room in the movie Four Rooms, which is separated four different directors. Uh, he directs and wrote the last story, the last half hour, and it's a story. Tim Roth, it's basically a spin on The Bellboy with um, Jerry Lewis. And he goes, he's having to deal with four different rooms of guests, uh, Madonna and Antonio Banderas. And I forget the other one, a bunch of coven of witches and things. But anyway, he, um, oh, one of them, Jennifer Beale is tied up with her husband or whatever. Maybe the final room. Carla Gugino. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The final room, the last half hour, it was written and directed and starring Quentin Tarantino. And it, just is the perfect version after having watched the first two. And they come right out and say, we got the idea from this old right. TV show. Right, yeah. they're saying... He's not we, pretending they, Yeah, they're original. saying, we just watched yeah. Steve McQueen and Peter Lorre, <laughs> and he, you know, they have the bellboy bring stuff, and they're like, oh, he brings three nails. What are these for? Just because Peter Lorre ordered them, and I thought it would be cool. And, and anyway... And it's got the best ending of all of them, but it's it's the best because you've already seen the other ones. So do all that. You have your assignment. It was great. He loved it. He ate it up. He was so. He loves when I present him these th- <laughs> these things, and it, you know I'm I'm loving. It. He's get, as he's getting older, he's really having a much better appreciation of movies and stuff and like this. Gave me my life's motto. The fewer declarative statements one makes, the less likely one is to sound foolish in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Oh, this is very good. Yeah. Um, and if that's it for TV, we have one more section. Let's do some comics. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Well, I must hurry back to my comic book store where I dispense the insults rather than absorb them. Happens all the time. Read a comic book, okay? Now, where everyone turns off the podcast, click doesn't read comics. Um, Archie Archie is canceling their line of Marvel digests. What I, I brought up before, they've been they licensed Marvel through Archie, which had a footprint in supermarkets and newsstands and big box stores. Like the little Archie Digest you would see. They were publishing classic Marvel comics through mm. those. And each one was a theme. It was like, it was an X-Men issue or a Spider-Man issue. And like they tied it, you know, when Black Panther came out, they put out an issue all about Black Panther. So as a way to get Marvel in places, Marvel was not. And they were really cheap. It was over 200-ish or 200 pages of material for like six ninety nine. I thought it was really neat, but it must not have been a success. They, they already had two other ones solicited or meant to come out and they've just canceled them they're not hmm. coming out now so not sure what happened there but it didn't must not have cut the mustard but they still have license with IDW that haven't come out where IDW is doing all ages versions of Spider-Man, Avengers and Black Panther are the first 3 so they won't be in, you know, Kroger or anything but they're going to keep trying to reach kids poorly <laughs> uh, I bought so many of those Archie Digests when I was a kid. Yeah. I loved those. Just like so good. Which might be why you love Riverdale so much. Might be a thing, yes. Um I saw Marvel if you remember when they did the hip hop variant covers a couple years ago? 
I remember you guys talking about They that, did, yeah. you know, put Marvel characters in the famous you know, hit covers from hip-hop right, right, song, uh, right. albums. Well, we're flipping the script, and they're bringing out... They're actually releasing some of these albums with that cover, <laughs> with the Marvel cover on a, on a record sleeve. <laughs> so Universal Music and Marvel have teamed up for three albums on December 7th. And it's it's a match made in heaven because both you know comics and the music industry love reissuing the same thing over and over again with <laughs> with different packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first three are Fifty Cent Get Rich or Die Trying from two thousand three. That was an Iron Man cover from twenty fifteen by Brian Stelfreeze. Uh, second one, the Jizza Liquid Swords nineteen ninety five, straight out of Wu Tang. That was a contest of champions variant by Dennis Cowan and Bill Bill Sienkiewicz. There's no way to know what that might look like. And LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out from 1990. She-Hulk. A Punisher by Tim Bradstreet. So each of them, they're going to come out in two different options, like a very simple one. With a double cover where you see each yeah. cover, or there's the deluxe variant cover collector's edition, where you get the album in a gatefold LP with a variant cover right on the front. A uh, copy of the limited edition comic will actually be in the book, so you'll get the comic as well. A 3D lenticular print of a Marvel cover Your that favorite. are limited to 3,000 units. So they said their plans are to release every uh, a couple of these every quarter, and they'll be at record stores and retail channels so they're not they're not exclusive anywhere but really? trying to capture that market crossover market you know comic fans and music fans all together collectors right so I know you guys have picked up a few comics lately was there any I just had a few recent books to go over if there's any ones you want to talk about mm-hmm. well, we'll see if you don't say anything <laughs> heroes in crisis yep have we had a second issue yet? No. Okay. Still waiting. Well, maybe by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'll give it another shot. This was Tom King, kind of the hot writer at the moment, and Clay Mann doing the art, which I, I thought the art was Oh, awesome. yeah. I, I really enjoyed the issue. I really did. I didn't exactly know what the hell was going on, but <laughs> but I thought it was pretty cool. So this is the... There's been... Okay, Tom King was an ex-CIA agent. And in real life, there are these kind of, I don't know what they call them, but they're kind of after a mission or something very strenuous, you can go somewhere before they just ship you home. There's kind of, you kind of depressurize a little Mm -hmm. bit. So he had the idea that the superhero world, there are so many crises and so much death and destruction and reality bending craziness (laughs) that after some of this, you might need to just chill for a minute. So there's this special sanctuary that's hidden and everyone wears a mask so you don't know who's there. There's no you know, weirdness going on. And there's a murder. Murderers at the sanctuary. So it's a murder mystery. Right. Starring, of course, Cliff's favorite Booster Gold. That's right. Harley Quinn, the trinity of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. It had some oddballs in there like uh, Blue Jay. Yeah. <laughs> like Talk about an 80s JLI throwback there. And, um, but yeah, and there are characters that apparently have pretty major characters that have been killed off immediately. Off camera again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. off camera. Which means it holds no weight. <laughs> not really that. And Booster's a time traveler, so who knows? Yeah, it'll all be undone very simply. Anytime but, there's a crisis, we know who's going to 
bail out the universe. But yeah, I was. I, I don't think sales were great for a DC event. Hmm. I think there's some backlash against another sort of death and destruction. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 The world doesn't quite need that right now. But um, Marvel's big event, Infinity Wars, is going on. Uh, it's basically Gamora has assembled the Infinity Gems, and she has her reasons, but it's she, she won't she won't listen to the other heroes. So she basically Gamora is the villain of this story. Mm. So they have. I like the setup; it was neat. And then she halved the universe, just like her father Thanos, but she did it by folding it in on itself. So she basically mashed everyone up. All the same characters are there, but they're squished together. So we have, you know, Steve, Stephen Rogers, the sort, uh, what do they call him? The Soldier Supreme. Oh. Basically, Captain America and Stephen Strange, as a, he, he was, a scrawny weakling was injected with magic. Of course. To serve his country. And then the Arachnite, Peter Parker and Moon Knight, and, uh, yeah, so. There's a bunch of tie-ins and things that are all kind of mash-up. And they're fun kind of what-if stories. Again, none of it will mean anything <laughs> by the time it's over. Yeah. But it's been a fun story so far. Right. Uh, we got The Return of Wolverine. He's finally coming back. Charles Soule is writing that. And Steve McNiven doing the art, the Civil War artist, which I was excited yeah, he about. He Cap forever. Yeah. But he did the first issue, and that's all he's doing. So this is not one of his big guys. He can never keep a deadline, but... Yeah, this will be a five-issue miniseries. Only the first one's drawn by McNiven, but Logan's coming back, and he's got the hot claws. His claws glow yeah. and are heated for some reason. They have a new power. Yet. Yeah, not sure. We had the Stranger Things book premiered. Yeah. This is the first Dark Horse book with the Netflix license. Uh, is Are people, like, wanting that? Uh, the sales of my shop haven't been huge. I don't know if people know what it is. It is right. it is it's a four issue miniseries and it's it's Will Byers' story from the first season. It's in the upside down. Yeah, right? he disappeared and we only saw him at the beginning and the end. So this is how he survived the upside down, and they're doing that in the comic form. Hmm. Uh, then we had Adventure Time, the cartoon just ended. Oh people, my gosh. People adore that cartoon and, yeah. and wanted more. Did you ever watch that cartoon? No, never nope. did. I like, never watched it either. It, it was insanely popular when yeah. it first came out. Yeah. So I had watched at the time a few episodes. And I, and I remember thinking, okay, like, this Did you is dress good? up like that? Yeah, for Halloween. Yeah. One I thought, year. I was sitting here thinking, I feel like he dressed up. Yeah. Like yeah, I was Finn the human. Like, it, it was good. But it was just insane, and I was—I read it. I didn't watch the last episode, but I, I didn't realize that it was honestly still on. Mm-hmm. And but I read this article, um, ten, the, ten ex- seasons, yeah, wow. ex- explaining the last episode, and it was so bat crazy. Like I couldn't even they they included everything from all ten seasons every like every Easter egg every character and like I had it explained the whole thing explained to me and I still didn't understand it. Well, I mean, it seems very smart, very weird, very out yeah. there. So I you know I, I don't have anything against it. It's that's good it's, good for him. But uh, yeah, so it ends at season ten and they're doing season eleven in the comics and that has already started. So if you're missing Adventure Time, the story is going to continue. 
at your local comic book store. Uh, this month for Halloween, we had five Wednesdays, so they did Star Wars Adventures, Tales from Vader's Castle. There was some hubbub with that one there. What, yeah, the guy. Mm-hmm. Is this the one that the guy was, Wendig was writing? Uh, no, I think it was a different oh, okay. story he was okay. on. But these are the all ages. The Star Wars Adventures are the kid-friendly ones. So these were five different one-shots. In different eras. So there's one of the ghost crew doing something. Mm. There's an Ewok story. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a Qui-Gon story. Yep, so no. it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, spook, kind of sp- spooky Halloween-y kind of stories uh. from Star Wars universe. Which I, I like that that's, the, the universe is big enough we can tell all kinds of stories from it. And then we had the Umbrella Academy come back from Dark Horse. This is the... The book by Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance and artist Gabriel Baugh. So they have a Netflix series coming out very soon. And they had done two previous miniseries years ago. It's about kind of sibling superheroes who had falling out. And there's uh, it's, it's very odd and very hmm. complex. And yeah, it's very kind of space age it's kind a, of retro futuristic kind a of superhero family like a multi-generational sort of family. i've never yeah, heard of that that's before. impossible <laughs> uh, inside jokes but yeah so they got a show coming to netflix but they so i'm sure they wanted to have a comic back on the shelf so a new umbrella academy miniseries if you don't know anything about the show you can dip your toe into this new book uh they've done some what ifs they brought back Mm-hmm. We had some fun stories. Uh, there was a fun one. What if Thor was raised by the Frost Giants? So in the battle, Odin is killed, and you know, the Frost Giant adopts him. So he's the adopted brother to Loki. Wow. That was a fun one. And then we had what if uh, basically a Spider-Man was the Punisher when Uncle Ben is gunned down. If he took a very different lesson from that right, <laughs> and right. became an avenging, very, very different. avenging vigilante sort of thing, um, then all these Sandman universe books have launched. These were the kind of shepherded by Neil Gaiman and all kind of in that fantasy Sandman universe. We had the Dreaming, which is all the characters uh, Daniel the Sandman has left his dreaming realm. So it's all these characters from the original Merv Pumpkinhead and Lucian and Cain and Abel and one new one that is kind of mysterious. It's what they're doing to kind of keep things going. Uh, we had Books of Magic, the Tim Hunter, which was the young boy destined to become a great magician. Uh, House Popular. of Whispers, which we had the House of Secrets and the House of Mystery. This is a whole new house. Uh, it's based on more voodoo mythology set in Louisiana in the bayou. And then we had Lucifer, which his show just recently ended, but I think it's coming back on one of the streaming channels. So this is the Sandman version of Lucifer who's left hell and gone out on his own. And then kind of the big story of the year was Batman Damned, which we haven't, oh we have not talked about. This mm-hmm. was Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. They have teamed up on several stories before. They did the Joker one-shot. They did a Lex Luthor one-shot. Uh, amazing detailed painted art. And this was the first book from the Black Label imprint that was meant to be not only mature readers, but this was supposed to attract the best of the best, the best writers and the best artists to tell whatever kind of story they wanted. 
no continuity concerns. You know, like Grant Morrison's All Star Superman. They're they're the next printing of that will have the Black Label logo on it. These are timeless, iconic stories, and and they said whatever format fits it best. If it wants to be a graphic novel, if it wants to be a mini series, if it wants to be oversized, undersized, what whatever makes it work the for the art. We're sacrificing anything else for the end product art. Well, I can think of a new placement for the black label. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this was, it's going to be a three issue mini series bi-monthly and it was oversized. Like it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. That's what I heard. (laughs) I didn't buy it. (laughs) It won't fit in a bag and a board. It won't fit in a long box. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I read it Tuesday night. Before it came out Wednesday, and I'm flipping through it, I'm like, "Whoa, okay." That's, Who drew the dicks? That's, <laughs> <laughs> leave for me. Uh, so mm. yes, Batman is naked. Yeah, it's not gratuitous. It's all in no. shadow. Yeah, but one of the most famous comic book characters ever created was naked in a couple panels, and it was about vulnerability, and it was about you know him being weak and. You know, stripping off the 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 what makes him Looks the pretty bat. healthy to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, peanut gallery. If you're just gonna cut up, we're not gonna. You know. But yeah, so I looked at it. Well, wow, okay, that's new. But okay, we're all mature. Yeah, apparently we're, not. We're telling we're, not. we're telling mature yeah. stories. And then the next day, the internet took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. So it was, I know Colbert made jokes about it, uh, Seth Meyers made jokes, it was on Bleeding Cool every two minutes, had a new article about so-and-so's reaction to this, and DC, it's so hard to root for DC, (laughs) shut up, it's so hard to root for DC sometimes, because they, this backtrack on something? Yeah, they, they've already censored it on the digital Uh, version. Right. And they said, "Well, the second printing will be will be uh, edited as well." I was like, "Well, then why'd you do it in the first place?" Right. And then well, they, they announced all, well, uh, they wanted the talk people talking about it. Then they announced they're not doing a second printing. So not only is this book, it's not a graphic novel, it's not a yeah. full story, and not so not only this book was every two months. So the next issue wouldn't be out till November anyway. And they announced, "Well, it's already running kind of late, so it'll be a couple weeks even later." And then we're not reprinting the first issue. So they got the bat eraser out. Every, the, right. Everyone Take who bought, I was in the pool. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who bought this first issue, a lot of them were speculators and buying it because oh, it's really valuable and it did shoot up on eBay and went crazy on the price. And the people I'm sure who just wanted to read it now can't find it, yeah. and it's not being reprinted. So my question is, who is going to buy issue two? Robin. <laughs> They're gonna have to top. They're gonna have to top what happens. But yeah, so issue I've one. I got jokes all day. <laughs> the people who bought issue one to flip it aren't, aren't going to even read it. They don't. Do, do you care. remember when like Batman was it Batman Forever came out and they made such a big deal about bat nipples? Yes. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> We could wish for those. So days. yeah, so more 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 things have come to light. Uh, it was 
the DC has hired this new executive, Pam Lifford. She's the first African American woman like to be of this high rank, you know, Warner Brothers, you know, mm-hmm. an important change. This all happened her first week on the job. So she gets hired. Right. Craziness ensues, and she puts the hammer down. Like this is not going to happen again. Not on my watch. So she she's from Disney. And came to the WB. She was uh, brought there to lead their consumer products division. So she helped launch like the superhero girls, tying into YouTube cartoons and right. dolls. That, like so, she that's her expertise is this merchandising and product integration and whatever all those buzzwords are. So she was promoted. To head Warner Brothers Global Brands and Experiences, which they have shuffled DC Comics under. <laughs> they are part of that. The comics are now a brand and or an experience. Mm-hmm. So she is Dan DiDio and Jim Lee's boss, who they are like the top right, top dogs at the comic. So they answer to this lady, who's not a comics person at all. She's you know, right. she's an executive. And the press release, it just read... The company will have increased opportunities to develop and grow consumer relationships over time and across the breadth of a franchise with a multi-generational focus on these interactions so there'll be a lifelong opportunities for engagement. It's like I just you just roll your eyes so much at yeah. nonsense like that of through curated experiences, fans will be able to create moments and memories linked with Warner Brothers and DC's brands and franchises, further strengthening their connection to the company's iconic characters and franchises. It's like, yeah, these they are not worried about comic book sales. Right. They're worried about... Batpecker. <laughs> Sorry. Branding and, right. and, and imagery and how this comes across. So, yeah, brand awareness, brand loyalty. Like, that's... They've got she movies care. to sell. Yeah, she doesn't care about art. She, you know, how... Is this going to help us sell a lunchbox? Yeah. No. So, which, is, which is exactly what's been... Always been... You know, Warner Brothers problem. So that's yeah, that's that was basically what this was. I got all this from ComicsBeat.com, an article mm. by Heidi McDonald. But uh, that's basically saying she's using that Disney. You know, Disney wouldn't do this. Mickey Mouse wouldn't walk out with you know Donald Duck might. But yeah. Mickey Mouse is going to walk out with the no So like Disney has always had a handle on. Here's how we treat our characters. Yeah, and Marvel fans might balk at. That's why the comics are so bland right now. Mm-hmm. Because they are now, they're not characters. It's not art. It's not storytelling. And, you know, it is, you know, IP, intellectual property. It's yeah. I- icons being marketed. So, I mean, there's arguments on both sides that was there artistic merit to the nudity? I don't know. You could argue either side. Was it just a controversy? Whatever. But they had quotes from Didio and Jim Lee both saying, yeah, it's pretty good. We're we're falling in line. You know, we're we're making things happen. We want to make the video. We want to make sure that the tonality, the voice of our books, have a sensibility that seems to match what people's expectations are, which is something we should be doing anyway. So, what art is created to meet <laughs> expectations? Mm. Come on, <laughs> this isn't your main title anyway. It's yeah, like, this was supposed to be something special, different for a mature audience. Like, why does it all have to be in this perfect box? So, yeah, I this, this so Black Label, they don't know what's next. Yeah. They said they've already edited a few things in the Vertigo line and this line to be like, oh, no, let's not make any con- anything controversial. 
So it's already kind of neutered what this line was supposed to be. Which DC, again, they have superhero girls. Mm-hmm. They're launching those, those line, a young reader's line, and then kind of a tween line. There are lots of books for lots of people, but it's all got to be under this corporate umbrella that I, I'm not real excited about. So, I don't know. Hmm. Well, that's a good way to end it. Oh, on the death of comics. Yeah, I was gonna say one comic. I, I'll just say one thing. I'm reading that is pretty good. I, uh, the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I've been. It's probably issue nine or ten now of this About to run. hit issue seven hundred. Yes, in the revamp. The very next numbering. one. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was. So far, uh, I mean, start out. Uh, Jason Aaron, Ed McGinnis was drawn for a few issues. Now I don't know who was drawing it, but I wasn't too thrilled with probably the first five issues. It was just a lot of I don't know celestial action or something. I don't know. It just didn't thrill me. Um, but the last couple issues have been really good. Uh, they had one of the ones. I like where they're just hanging around headquarters. You know, I think they're they're working out of the uh, hollowed out body of a celestial. I think, and they um, have their headquarters there. And it's you know, I like that. You know, where there's oh, caps working out over here, and somebody's doing this, and they're talking, and then uh, and then I right now uh, Namor has come, and he's really great. I mean, it's really at. Very interesting story. He's kind of who they're facing off against, but he, you know, has a lot of respect for them. And then uh, I feel like they're coming up to another one of those great um, new lineup issues where they pick, you know, people out. And those are some of my favorites too. So right now, which one of these characters is going to be in a? Oh yeah, classic covers. You know, with all the pictures of the guys on the front. So and they're still doing the was a million BC Avengers or whatever. Yeah, it's got Odin and you know just all the different versions of them now. Ancient Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, yeah, Ghost Rider, Hulk, uh, you know that kind of stuff. Some sort of Black Panther, but um, anyway, it's get it's heating up. Hmm. All right. That's it. Fun stuff. That felt like a lot of information right there. It was. That's what we're for. Enjoy it. The information podcast. Yeah, so, and uh, Jesse out there, feel free to leave comments. No, they're clerds. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. Did we write it down? No, I can't spell that. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, leave a comment. Tell us what you think about Tom Hanks. and uh, I don't know what we're going to do about it. How we screwed that up. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, you can find us at the website, www.udownwithkvp, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, and everywhere else, I guess, where you find podcasts. iTunes, Google Play. At Pops. Pops. Down everywhere. in the pit. Everywhere. At the Speakeasy. Speakeasy. Can you guys do that again in harmony? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back very soon with some more amazingness and recapping all your pop culture needs. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth by Forever. Kapow, the pop culture podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. Time to get back on that horse, cowboy. (laughs)
That's right. That's all I can think about. Comma, cowboy. <laughs> I seriously thought that's how you meant it. I come over and watch you, cowboy. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, you just download, saddle up. <laughs> I wish I could quit this game. <laughs> oh, shoot. What were we calling the story thing? Oh, shit. We got the story thing, too. Uh, When I say that. I don't think we're going to be able to cram all this in. Oh, come on. Settle down. We we won't talk forever about everything. What was the story thing? Uh, Get to know me? Or what what was the John Lovitz was? Get to know me. (laughs) I don't know that that was right. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't feel right. Uh, Getting to know you. Um. Can we just call it like Kapow questions or something? No, I like the getting to know thing because there's a lot of. He had like a bunch of clips that were. That sounded good. Um, but it's just the right way to word it. Get to know Kapow. Yeah, John Lovett's yelling, Get to know me. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> Found out about you by the Jim Blossoms. What's the why are you the way that you are from? Like, like Michael Scott. The office. Oh. Talking to Toby. I think. Yeah. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> I think that's just better as a good clip in the thing. Uh, let's just say getting getting to know me. Or getting... Which, what, getting what is it? Getting to know pow. Getting, getting to know... You're down with KP. Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me. Oh, oh damn it! <laughs> well, man, we almost blew that. Son man. of a bitch! We about shit the bed. Wait a minute, the mayor had been screaming. At the, at his, it took us three spine. weeks. <laughs> three weeks. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh man! So we're gonna leave it. We're gonna call it. Yeah, you know me. Okay, we'll we'll do that. And like, yeah, the last one was like twenty minutes. We don't need to. Well, let's spend that much. Let's start with it. Let's start with that. All right. Oh, I can't believe it. That's great. Okay, and the one job we'll do after movies. Okay. 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 I got it. two and a half hours. Let's keep her under that. Hmm. Let's be Jesus. reasonable. <laughs> That's the best part of our week. I remember we used to have to fight to get an hour in. Sorry. I'm going to need some fresh aid. (laughs) 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 Is this cyanide or backwash? I want the cyanide. (laughs) All right. Oh, my 